Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News. Snow day. Whether or not we see any break in the action uh, remains to be seen, so we'll get right to the source. WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copleen joining us live this morning. WTMJ Fleet Farm Storm Team Alert in effect as we have this winter storm warning going through noon tomorrow. Morning, Craig. Good morning, guys. Buckle up. Here we go. Oh. Right. If you like what you've seen so far, Yikes. you're really going to like what we got for you later today. Can we address the you're possible... Can we address the possible break later as you look at things right now? Are we going to slow down a bit before we ramp back up? Let me put it this way. My my confidence in a meaningful lull midday today has diminished. Uh, Let's say there's a a decent possibility that we're going to see the snow vary in intensity through the mid part of the day. Go from heavy to light back to heavy, to light from time to time, as opposed to what it's been so far, which has pretty much been just moderate to heavy all morning long at this point. But a meaningful lull where it either shuts off completely or turns into just flurries is really becoming less and less of a possibility in my eyes. I would use that lull then to turn back around if you decided it'll be okay this morning, right? And decided to make that road trip. At least let me get home. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So in terms of when things ramp back up now, we've been saying late this morning and into the early afternoon, better idea of when exactly we need to really start watching out for the for the heavy and then the blowing snow. Yeah, the the later in the day we get, the worse it's going to get. The winds are already strong. There was a time when I didn't think we were going to see winds like we're seeing this morning until this evening. Well, that time frame got moved up. We've seen wind gusts over 30 and some to near 40, especially along the lakefront, already this morning. And so the winds are going to do nothing but get even stronger as the day goes on and then the snow gets heaviest and by the way lighter and fluffier starting late this afternoon and overnight tonight the snow this morning is relatively wet and it's already blowing around like crazy just wait until it gets light and fluffy late this afternoon and overnight tonight and that's when we're really going to see the blowing and drifting and visibility getting even lower than it has been so far you know i I threw around the, the the blizzard word a little bit in terms of whether whether this whole thing today and tonight might be a blizzard or not. Well, us weather folks, we've got a specific definition for that, and, and that is a snowstorm is considered a blizzard when for three hours or longer, there are sustained winds or frequent gusts over 35, along with considerable falling or blowing snow that reduces visibility to less than a quarter of a mile. Are we going to hit those thresholds? I don't know. It'll be close. We might come up a little bit short of that in the National Weather Service's eyes in terms of issuing a blizzard warning. But even if it doesn't happen, even if the storm doesn't meet it don't this matter. blizzard criteria, it don't matter. that's right. It doesn't mean it's not a really bad storm. Just because something isn't the worst that it could possibly be doesn't mean it isn't real bad. Yeah, tell that to the guy stuck on the interstate right now or the lady trying to get up the small incline. sideways. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so as far as totals go, mm-hmm. has that changed at all? Or are we still looking at uh, what we expect for snow totals? 
If anything, maybe the snow totals are a little higher than than what I was thinking yesterday. Yesterday afternoon when I was on with Mercure, I said anywhere between 6 and 12 inches, and a lot of that would be determined by how substantial a lull in the snowfall we got midday. With that possibility going down, I, I think that we can raise the floor now. So I, I think six isn't the low end now. I think the low end is nine. I think, I think everybody easily gets to nine inches. And then the question is, how close do a lot of places get to 12? The difference or, or, or the, the, the one area that won't get there is along the lakeshore. Just like the storm earlier this week, within a couple miles of the lake, they're probably looking at just four, five, or six-inch totals because the temperature will be just warm enough that some of the snow is going to melt as it falls or shortly after it hits the ground. So I'm talking about downtown Milwaukee, up to Shorewood and Fox Point and Bayside, south to Cudahy, south Milwaukee, uh, Oak Creek and Racine and so forth. But you're not going to have to go too far inland to, to see where that, um, to, to, to get to the area where nine inches uh, is the floor and then as much as a foot, uh, Tosa, West Dallas, and every place inland from there, Pewaukee, Waukesha, Oconomowoc, north up to Germantown and Slinger and south to East Troy and Elkhorn, that whole area, at least nine and possibly around 12. Talking with WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copleen watching this winter storm. Uh, let me get you one question here, Craig. It's hyper-specific, but kind of have some personal interest in this, too, as does Eric. Uh, <laughs> Vince, please let us know approximate time of any slowdown in the weather. There are a few of us who came into work and will work for a while and want to leave when it breaks. Lull or no lull, do you have a thought on when to get back out there this morning if you did go into work? You know, the best thing I can I can say is to get on get online, get onto your favorite weather app and check out the radar. And if you see a you see any area where there's either uh, no color, uh, if there's no color between where you are at work and home, go then go immediately. Either no color or the very light colors. That's about all I can say. I, I like I said before. I don't know that I feel that there's going to be a meaningful lull. That there was a time when I thought there might be. I'm off that now. And so uh, trying to identify a best time for anybody to travel anywhere in southeast Wisconsin is pretty much an impossibility. I do want to mention this too, Craig. You and I worked together a long time at Channel 4, and I've worked with a lot of great meteorologists over there. Most of you are cut from the same cloth. The last thing you want to do, and especially since you're born and raised here like I am, is yep. make a big deal out of weather that's not a big deal. But you got uh, you have a sense of urgency in your voice this morning mm-hmm. that I do rarely hear. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a big snowstorm. That That is not to, not to suggest that we haven't had a big snowstorm like this before. We've had tons of them. You, like you said, we've been here for all our lives. We've seen snowstorms like this before. We'll get through it. But that doesn't mean that they're not potentially dangerous. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't travel if you don't have to. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be super hard to clear the roads, the plow crews. Oh, my goodness. They're going to have to go over and over these roads, not only during the day today and overnight tonight, but again tomorrow, because even though any additional snow that falls tomorrow will be minor, we're going to have the same strong winds continuing tomorrow. So they're going to, it's going to continue to blow the snow that's already fallen 
over the roads, especially the rural areas. So this is going to be at least 24 hours from this point forward where traveling is going to be difficult, maybe beyond that, maybe all the way into tomorrow afternoon. And it, safety first, safety first at this point, Vince. It's a bad snowstorm. It's not Armageddon. It is not the worst snowstorm we've ever had, but it's bad. But you'd probably not want to be on the freeway at the moment. Absolutely <laughs> right? not. One last no, one sir. last prediction, Copeline. Are we winning on Sunday or no? Oh, can I take the fifth on that? <laughs> sure, okay. I, I do not. <laughs> Look, <laughs> will I be rooting my head off? Absolutely. Will it be Will it be just delicious if we walk out of Jerry World with a W? Uh-huh. Are we going to get that? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm thinking about those Packers fans, Craig, that are trying to get out today, tomorrow, or the next day. I'm hoping oh, that works yeah. out. I know the Packers themselves are leaving tomorrow afternoon early on. Uh, Boy, their- how about that? Boy. What have we heard from the airport this morning? Are they? Are they? There uh, has been some cl- cancellations. Off? There have been some okay. cancellations today across the grid. O'Hare is shut down at the moment, from what we've been told. So I know there's been yeah. issues across that comes everybody else up, yeah. right? So hopefully, yep. I know that today's yeah, going to be a rough that, one, but hopefully tomorrow. No, that's not going to get any better through the day. I, I, you know, it turns out it, it ends up uh, just multiplying or going up exponentially when flights start getting canceled and it gets worse and worse through the day. I appreciate you, Craig. I know you're going to be on the Thanks, air bud. a lot today. Thanks for checking in. Anytime. My pleasure. We Energies, uh, the uh, totals for outages has skyrocketed right now. In Waukesha County, about 4,000 outages. In Kenosha County, about 1,000 outages. In Milwaukee County, about 10,000 outages. If you want some more specifics, the the worst of it is in the city of Milwaukee. Menominee Falls has about 2,500 out. Uh, Waukesha, the city proper, had been uh, had been doing poorly, uh, but right now they've been able to recover some of those. So Waukesha, the city, doing okay at the moment, but lots of outages across the area, and you can only expect that number to go up. At yeah, what do you point. think? Is that snow piling up on stuff, or is it wind blowing down lines or blowing trees onto lines? I mean, like, yeah. it can be all of those things today. Mm-hmm. Not a good day to be without power either. It is eight twenty-two, Wisconsin's morning news. This question on the uh, WTMJ talk and text line. <laughs> Guys, I'm texting from Florida. So already, <laughs> yeah, what, not fair. Yeah, what do you need? <laughs> Is this storm considered a snowmageddon? That's not, but it's as bad as it's been in a while. Yeah, what we get, you know, fun. sometimes we get the big snow totals and all that, but when you have the possible or maybe even a textbook definition of a blizzard. Been a minute since we've seen something like that. So for all those kids, I guess this is a thing. I didn't realize this, but for all those kids that like put the pennies on the windowsill or hid the spoon under the pillow. Hey, you have to summon the, the snow day I, gods. I guess it was a success then for those. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. What a day. Somebody put too many crayons in the freezer. No. Is Debbie, I was going to ask you, because you said that you know all about this stuff, because Brian, your husband's a teacher, so is he the one putting the crayons in the freezer, or is it somebody well, else? I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not going to say no, but I know he's heard of these things. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, crayons, chalk, uh, spoon either in the freezer or under your pillow, 
Um, and then white crayons in your pockets walking around the day before. I don't know if it might be the <laughs> gotcha. cutoff might have already happened. Well, an important to note to uh, moms and dads, caregivers, uh, check with your school district what they have sent out in terms of information because some kids will have today auto day, some will have a virtual day, and so... You might have to go upstairs and wake that kid up right now. And you know why? You know why some of them are going to try to get some virtual time in? Because it's only so many snow days banked. Right, right. Otherwise, you're getting into, okay, we're going to keep pushing into June. You don't want to be going to school June 20th, still <laughs> still in class. Oh. One more on the WTMJ Talking Text Line. I shovel the path to the road to get to my garbage cans. Water content in the snow is extremely high, yeah, very heavy. Good. That person texting in from Whitefish Bay. That's what be, Copleen was talking right. about. He said I'm that not he, looking forward to shoveling today. I right. really am not. And Cropleen, Craig was telling us earlier, Debbie, that uh, he expected more of the uh, the blowing stuff later on as the uh, the snow would not be as wet, right? And here we're already seeing it because it's the high content of water. Yikes. Eh. Debbie's got the latest on the trouble on the roads, and it is widespread. Nothing looks easily travelable right now. We'll get to that in a minute. On the WDTMJ Talk and Text Line, Vince, from New Berlin. Do we have an update? Texter here, a New Berlin wind update. My birdhouses are at a 45-degree angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, seeing that as well, this message, heavy blowing snow in Oconomowoc, even before 6 this morning. This texter is saying 5 inches already. Also saying they might be in a brief lull at the moment. All right, yeah, we'll those, get home now. There's others saying that the lull is yeah. over for them okay. already, so yeah. Hey, tons of weather, and obviously that's the major story of the day, but a couple of things I don't want to fall by the wayside because they're updates to stories that we have been following. Uh, let me do this first. GOP legislative proposal to introduce medical marijuana to Wisconsin. Eric, you were on top of that early this week with the announcement. That's already in jeopardy. I think you also accurately predicted that. You know, I, I don't know how to feel about that. The fact that it's already in jeopardy because, right, the Senate, state Senate says, eh, not sure if that's going to be a go for them. Yeah, here, backfill in a second. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss introduced that plan that would create five state-run dispensaries where pharmacists could fill prescriptions for medical marijuana use. Refreshing everyone's memory on how a bill becomes a law (laughs) has to pass both houses of the legislature and then get signed by the governor. Well, Speaker Voss runs the Assembly, and it turns out Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu, who is literally down the hall, uh, in the Senate, he is calling the proposal a non-starter. So back to your frustration. Yeah. So part of me says, okay, great. That's you know that's how it should be. That there should always be some back and forth, some negotiating, some conversation, and all of that. Like part of me thinks, okay, yeah, that I like that. Even if they're in the same caucus or same party, stadium or, bill went yeah, that way. Sure, right. That there Here's should the be, assembly bill, sure, and yeah. then nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you held multiple news conferences at the same time in multiple areas of the state. You can't, before you do that, open your door in the office and be like, Hey, Lemahieu, are you... Hey, Devin. You think you you might be good with this before we pull the trigger on this, before we launch on this? Where are you guys at? You, You can't have one conversation like that? And there are different ideological oppositions to what was proposed in the le- in the uh, assembly as well. Lemahieu's opposition seems to be about the fact that the state would run these dispensaries. Uh, let me see. He was quoted in the Journal Sentinel as calling them a DMV for medical marijuana. So he doesn't like the fact that the state's running things, and this would add to the bureaucracy. 
Others don't like weed at all. Still, even medicinal, Republican Senator Chris Kampinga on social media posted, data on the efficacy of marijuana as a treatment is inconclusive at best with dangerous and harmful effects at worst, including public safety concerns. What's the so, data on opioids? <laughs> what's the data on the, <laughs> right. the alcohol that people drink? Just right. curious. Just what's the data on all that stuff? My argument on it always has been we'll allow people in labs to mix up all sorts of chemicals and whatever. Then That's already available. Easy prescription at the pharmacy. Yeah, you can go get they, it right now. Call it weed, and it's like, whoa, alarm bells. You know, and this is different than recreational marijuana use. Entirely different set of arguments. But uh, anyway, a couple of different points of opposition there in the the Senate. What's the data on the donors, by the way? Because part of me wonders if if this is coming from some campaign donation from someone somewhere who says, yeah, I don't want you to do this. So you were dead on right predicting that mm, just because we're getting all these news conferences doesn't mean this is even close to a done deal. I was dead on right in this. Something I began talking about weeks ago, warning that despite both sides of the aisle trumpeting these state budgets, historic investment in education. At the same time, school districts everywhere in the state are crying poor, alarmingly so. And they are coming for more tax dollars in referenda this spring. The state's largest school district now voting to move forward, putting a $252 million referendum on the ballot for April. Man. That's MPS, oh, by the way. You called that one. My, my district just announced yesterday we got the email. Ah, you just heard. Got the email yesterday saying, hey, going to have a couple of referendums coming up. FYI, it's going to happen in April. Right. So, and each school district is unique. Some people believe that their school districts have been fiscally responsible. Others have widespread complaints. So, he, Both ways, whatever. though. Both ways. Doesn't matter where or how, yes, how responsible or not. This is still happening. Because I generally believe we have a fiscally responsible district where I live in likewise, Greendale. Likewise. They're coming for a referendum. It's smaller. It's not $200 million. $200 million. And granted, we're a community of 14,000 people. But nonetheless, school districts, large and small, those who've spent responsibly and those perhaps otherwise, all coming for it. Another storm coming. Districts arguing the state funding has not kept pace with inflation over the last decade and a half. Pay me now or pay me later. Later is here. 844 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 849 on Wisconsin's morning news. Yeah, snow total is pretty impressive yes. already. And, and outages skyrocketing. Where are we on that? So she's looking as at a lot of customers without power right now. Some have been already restored. Mm-hmm. We've had some issues restored. Right now, We Energy is reporting nearly 30,000 customers out of power. The majority of them in Milwaukee County, more than 21,000 in Milwaukee County, more than 4,000 in Waukesha County. More than a thousand in Kenosha County, and then of course elsewhere, you're seeing some scattered stuff. And that number expected to go up because generally, what happens is once the day starts and once people are getting to and from where they need to be, then they start making the phone calls and letting people know. After they wake the, up, after yeah. their alarm didn't go off, right? Yeah, there's also that. But <laughs> yeah. calling the utility, saying, yeah. "Hey, we're still out, or we are out. You know what's going to happen?" Also, some customers will wait a bit before calling because they want to just see how long this is going to take before. Something comes back on. And so. just a point just of note, too, we, yeah, we Energies always encourages you to call in the outage if you haven't. Just they like to know uh, you're not bothering them. They want to yeah, know yeah, where their outages know. are. And so even if you think, well, I, I bet you next door they called or somebody else called, uh, go ahead and make that call and report the outage. I'm considering something that I don't want to do, E, but typically the Packers win their last game. Yeah, I put my Packer flag out. I got a back Packer flag, Badger flag, Brewers flag, sure, Bucks flag, you know. So put my various flags out when our teams play, and when the Packers win their last game of the season and are riding into the playoffs, I just leave it up. 
whatever we did, whatever we rode into the playoffs on, I leave the flag up through the duration of the playoffs. Okay, I like that. But what if, I if, like that strategy. if I'm having 45-mile-an-hour wind gusts today with snow and whatnot, I don't want to have it, like, torn off. Do I have to bring it in and then put it back out tomorrow? I don't want to mess with the mojo. No, you leave that out there. Let it weather the storm. And if and if we ride like 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 the Star Spangled Banner, if we Absolutely. awake and it's still there, it's all good. Boom! Absolutely. <laughs> Let that. If fly. you take it down and we lose, okay. Ooh. Let that fly. Right, and cool. if you gotta get a new flag, ooh, go get yourself a new Packers. <laughs> okay, flag. I'm not gonna mess with it then. Gosh, what I usually you do. make a decent living, my friend. <laughs> it's not like you can't buy a new flag <laughs> if it gets ripped up a bit. I can never. In fact, I bet Green Bay or some other group would be happy to send you one. All right, if it, but I think it's gonna survive. My neighbor, don't know if he's gonna put out his Cowboys flag. See, isn't that funny? Across the street, guy, Cowboys fan. I don't get it. I don't get where these Cowboys fans come from. So there are you're going to find the Bears fans. You're going to find the Vikings fans that pop up from time to time. Maybe even a Lions fan. Now you hear from them. That, okay, that I can get. The proximity thing I can kind of understand, but I've never understood the Cowboys fans. So I did a little investigating. Like wherever you go, you stumble upon one of the following. A Yankees fan... A Lakers fan, or God forbid, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. My Cowboys fandom, I guess, started as early as I can remember. It started a lot when I was around 13. I'm a child of the 70s, and, you know, growing up in Packer land, I was. Loved football. J.J. Persick's from Greendale. He's been a Cowboys fan all his life thanks to that dominating team in the 70s. The second game of the doubleheader always seemed to be the Cowboys. And, man, I was just mesmerized by all the Cowboys players, the star and the helmet, Tom Landry and everything that goes along with Cowboys Nation. And J.J.'s family never could understand. They just look at me and like, where did we go wrong with you? How can you do this to us? And... <laughs> Then came the 90s, and the Cowboys swagger of Jimmy Jones, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith. Early 90s were, were a blessing for uh, the Cowboys. Jason Witkowski's from Kiel. He was a teenager in the 90s. He admits he was quickly hooked. Them being on TV more often um, and just put out into the public eye more drew me in right away. My earliest Cowboys memories is really the tail end of the Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin years. And that's really when it started going downhill. Cowboys fan Tony Bedock, a former WTMJ reporter in Waukesha, doesn't even remember the glory years of the 90s. So what's his excuse? So my dad's a big Cowboys fan. So he grew up in the Roger Staubach era, watching them in the 70s. I never really questioned it. It's like, all right, Cowboys, I mean, the star. Blue and silver, something to get behind. A team to get behind and boast about. They have such a confidence about them. It does seem like Cowboys fans carry an air of confidence about them, but these Cowboys fans admit they have no interest in playing the Packers. Ever. I really didn't want to see the matchup. I don't care what the records are. The Packers always seem to have their number, and I think it's just payback from... You know, the 90s were, it was just the opposite. You can't blame them. The Packers have beaten Dallas eight out of the nine last times, including twice in the playoffs. I'm bracing for the worst. That's just kind of how I've had to experience uh, Cowboys playoff games uh, my whole life. 
<laughs> you sound like a Bears fan. Right? Yeah, it, I guess it really could be worse. <laughs> yeah, so recently, Green Bay's kind of had Dallas's number. So, flip the script. Okay. But don't flip it back. I like where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, I like this fine. current script it's is fine. just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get down, get down, get down, y'all. WTMJ Forecast is sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Snow totals approaching a foot away from Lake Michigan. Could be five to eight inches if you're closer to the lake, although some folks saying they've already gotten nearly half a foot, and we are just getting started. Could see blizzard conditions by this afternoon and evening. Winter storm warning remains in effect until noon tomorrow for the WTMJ Fleet Farm Storm Team Alert. That's what I have to offer today, Eric. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, uh, according to Copeland, it's just going to kind of be this way for most of the day and then to tomorrow. If you are getting a lull right now, it's going to be brief, according to Storm Team, uh, according to WTMJ enjoy it. meteorologist Craig Copeland. Yeah, enjoy it. Get home if like you had gone out, heard from a number of people on the WTMJ talk and text line. Yeah, we did go in to work. Or I went to an appointment this morning trying to pick my spot as to when I'm going to venture back home and hunker down. 8.59 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Steve Scafidi is next. We'll do the business headlines first with the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin. Off. It's a straight.